And we are recording now. Oh, Gretchen. Oh, Richard. <laughs> we just hate to interrupt our regularly scheduled programming, but we will for a bit. Yeah, we had some breaking news. We're going back to the roots of the podcast. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Richard. Welcome to Daily Chit Chat. Join us every weekday as we talk about what's streaming, what we're loving, where we're going, and maybe some obscure references. Let's Let's chit chat. -chat. So Jcats himself sent a message to everybody on the board, the investors, all those big muckety mucks saying, shut it down. Shut it down. Quibi's closing up shop and uh, Rob and Danielle. Ding dong, Quibi's dead. Yeah. (laughs) And Rob and Danielle are just having a field day over on Twitter. So mazels to Rob and Danielle for sure. (laughs) Yes. They've seen the end of this era. Yeah. And they predicted it. Richard, did you ever officially cancel your Quibi subscription? I didn't cancel. So now what? Now what? All these contents that I'm behind on and, and all these people that what's going to happen? He, he, Jay Katz himself couldn't pawn off his properties to Apple, to um, Netflix, to Disney Plus. I, I think he was shopping around trying to sell these, these, uh, these shows and movies, his content, and they, they wouldn't buy. They wouldn't budge. They're so like, you as a Quibi subscriber, did Jcats ask you for any permission or your advice on anything? No, but if he had, I would have said something similarly to a friend of the podcast, Scott Dransfield. He he gave a little eulogy, which we can share with the chit-chatters, the listening audience now. Rest in peace to Quibi. I watched four episodes of Reno 911 seven episodes of that sex doll show with Anna Kendrick, and some other stuff I've already forgotten. They all ranged from a 4 out of 10 to a 7 out of 10. I accidentally gave you money when I forgot to cancel. You were hard to navigate. I hope everyone learns from your demise. I think that was just poetic. That's a poetic ending to the Quibi generation. Yes, so R.I.P. Quibi... R.I.P. Quibi. We hardly do ye. Six months. You didn't even last a year. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Our Halloween-a-palooza. We're coming in with another classic Halloween television episode. We're talking about The Office. Oh, yes. This episode, season two, episode five. So classically Halloween. Guess what the title of the episode is? Is it called Halloween? It's called Halloween. Go figure. Which I think uh, might might say more about the psyche of the writers during that time. We know from listening to Office Ladies podcast that the first couple seasons of The Office, they were never really sure if they were coming back for another season, if they were going to even have a full episode run. For whatever season they were in so the fact that this episode is just titled halloween says they were like well this might be the only chance we have to make a halloween episode 
Right, because this could be the only Halloween episode. This could be it. This could be close to our series finale. They didn't know early on, which is so wild to think about because how popular The Office is now and how it went those nine seasons, almost a decade of The Office. And it was popular and it knew it was popular later on, but not at the beginning. Very underrated at the beginning. And didn't you feel like going back to second season, the feeling of this episode was so much more nuanced and there was a lot more pregnant pauses and there was a lot more awkward built into it. It And it was on purpose. But then as the show progresses, it does become a well-oiled machine and it loses some of that fun, awkward, terrible feeling that people enjoy watching people go through awkward situations. And it's yeah. so comical. Yeah, this episode came about because um, I don't know if it was Greg Daniels, someone in the creative capacity had this premise of trying to fire someone while people are wearing Halloween costumes and just the ridiculousness of people are dressed in costume and you have to perform the serious task of firing yeah. someone. So that's on the back end what a juxtaposition yes yes that's where the idea for this episode came about so we we know that michael has the job of he needs to let someone in the office go there's this ongoing storyline of the whole you know it's like the scranton branch need to make some kind of budget cuts needs to be pinching yeah. pennies all of dunder mifflin needs to be watching their their expenditures we need to get rid of some redundancies in the company right. or else so this is really specific about michael needing to let one person go but it plays into this larger arc with dunder mifflin the company having some problems so we learn though that michael's had all month to fire someone yeah. but he can't do it and he's like, I thought I had till the end of the yeah. month. Yeah. So now it is. And they're like, yeah, you had to till the end of the month. It's literally Halloween. Yeah, 31 days. It was a 31 day month. And <laughs> here we are on a holiday on the last day of the month. And the sanctity of Halloween for some of these office employees was so funny. They're like, you're going to fire someone on this Halloween on the holiday of Halloween. And I thought it was kind of funny too, because I'm like, it's not yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But they are an office where people are encouraged to wear costumes. Yeah. So let's do a quick breakdown of everybody's costumes. I jotted them down. Costumes. Yes. All right. Good. The only person actually, well, I'll say people, the only two people that really give us any kind of deep explanation about their costumes are jim and dwight right but let's let's go through the roll call pam is a black cat <laughs> with the kitties phyllis is a cheetah slash tiger she's just wearing a lot of different cat animal prints but she has cat ears on mm -hmm. angela is a white cat mm -hmm. and i think she only had two whiskers devin is a hobo i'm talking about angela had just two whiskers on each side whereas i thought pam had three on each side they had okay, subtle differences in their cat specific, costume specificity is the soul of narrative so i will re i will make sure that i say pam is a black cat with three whiskers on each cheek angela is a white cat with two whiskers on each cheek don't get it twisted 
Devin is a hobo. Creed is a vampire. Oscar is a lady. I don't think any particular lady. Yeah, just a female. That's what I thought too. Michael <laughs> is a two-headed boss. Kevin is Mr. Incredible. Jim is three-hole punch Jim. Dwight is a Sith Lord. Nice. Uh, Kelly is Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. And then Toby and Meredith, we don't really see much of them until the very end, but Toby's wearing some pajamas. And Meredith, I think, is a zombie. Oh, yeah. Because we, we see she has something with like a faux, like exposed brain, and she's wearing black and she has on some theatrical makeup. So that's. Yeah. That's all the costumes we have. So just a fun holiday. Yeah. People that did not participate. Stanley's wearing his typical suit. Ryan's wearing his typical suit. There you go. They just didn't believe in Halloween. Well, Stan that doesn't surprise me that both of those people would not participate mm -hmm. in costumes. Or even like wear, you know, so sometimes people just wear like a pin. Right. Or like they wear orange and or black or something. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that those two guys yeah. probably didn't even realize it was Halloween. They just showed up and they're like, oh, this day. No, you just got to work, work day to day. You don't want to participate in or even think about, you know, you just punch the clock, go home. And then maybe you can realize it's Halloween once you're home. But another funny aside that happened in the episode is Angela as part of the party planning committee had decorations. And Michael Scott said, where are those cobwebs? Where are those decorations? She's like, they were all here yesterday, Michael. And then they do a flashback to the janitor, just vacuum, uh, vacuuming up all the cobwebs. And I'm like, I thought that was a, I thought that was a joke that was beneath the office to me that yeah really i thought it was i thought it was handled really no, delicately to me, that was like a disney channel nickelodeon show level joke like those are obviously fake cobwebs janitor but it, i think the janitor is portrayed as someone who's just really silly and dumb <laughs> so um this is something that i thought was interesting in regards to Michael. So this episode, as, as we said, it's a season two episode. It's pre Michael and Jan becoming an item. Oh yeah. But Michael very clearly says yes in this episode. And we know that that yes and yeppers later on become two two little Ooh. things that he says that annoy Jan and they get referenced with her saying like, Michael, what have I said to you about talking like that or saying those things? <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then you can fast forward. This, this is almost in spoiler territory, but there's another person that Michael dates who totally would reply to Michael saying, yeah. And so it's kind of the juxtaposition of the two relationships he has. One, you cannot speak like that. It's not allowed. I don't like it. And then someone who's like totally on board yes. to speak in funny voices and weird pronunciations. Yes. Yeah. I just love that they set that up in this episode and it gets referred to later. It's clever. It is. It is. So the the big thing going on, it's an overall representation of Michael's personalities. He doesn't want to fire anyone because he doesn't want to make anybody mad at him because he wants these people, his employees to be his friends. He thinks of all of his employees as 
family friend kind of relationship and he Mm -hmm. can't he can't fathom that no um he has stated in many episodes that an office or workplace is like a family and then he said several times in this episode will you still be my friend we're still friends right even in his little mock firings that he was doing with other people he was like but how do i also maintain the friendship and Mm -hmm. still fire them and everyone's like no that's not how life works but that's not how his brain works (laughs) yeah so it comes down to he decides he's gonna oh oh before i get to that though i made a note of this Uh so jim and pam are still you know in their their flirty but obviously not together stage of their relationship we have the classic long distance high five between pam and jim yes so cute so cute that um, they were very good at that yeah their b plot was about trying to get dwight hired somewhere else and so they had been submitting resumes on his behalf that he didn't even know about right so it was in regard and it almost worked it did almost work (laughs) um it actually would have made michael very happy if dwight had just found his own job if you had taken that other job i wouldn't have to fire anyone He's like, but it's in Maryland. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. So. So he does. Michael picks somebody. He's like, okay, I guess I'll fire Creed. Yeah. And who, here's the secret to Creed's success. Creed is such a slacker. The only forethought he seems to have is growing mung beans in his desk drawer. Other than that, he really just takes each moment as it comes. Right. He He's the true improviser because when a situation happens, he has to deal with it and he has to fix it right off the cuff on the fly. So Creed becomes very impassioned when his job is on the line. And he makes a great case for don't fire me, fire Devin. Yeah. So then Devin comes into the office and says, what? You're firing me only because Creed told you to, and now you'd be too embarrassed to to double back? And he's like, yeah. I mean, and the other things I said about downsizing and cutbacks and things, but yeah. (laughs) And it was sad because Creed had promised Michael that he would never hold it against him, that he almost got fired by Michael and that they would remain friends. So he has that too. The quote that Creed says is, I will forget so fast. (laughs) What a perfect Creed quote. Because you know he will. Yeah. I will forget so fast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But this got me wondering, like, let's do a sliding door scenario what if Creed had been let go and then we had the remaining and then we have Devin and the remaining seasons it's Devin that'd be so sad I can't think though of of any personality quirks or characteristics that we learned about Devin Mm-mm. right I mean as strong as Creed yeah. yeah yeah and the reason why in real life this was also discussed on Office Ladies the reason why it came down to... Which we should to, recommend. Yes, yes. If you're not podcast. listening to Office Ladies podcast, please check it out. Um, that the man who played Devin in real life was 
offered a theater gig that was going to, you know, be a more of a sure thing for him. Again, going back to season two, they didn't know how long the show was going to stick around for. So at the time with the information that man had, he was like, yeah, I'm going to take the more of a sure thing theater gig in New York. Which, yeah, which I'm thinking did not last nine years, probably. Unless he was starring in Phantom of the Opera or Cats. I'm going to agree. Yeah. (laughs) So then everybody ends up, though, basically hating Michael because Devin storms out of the office and he makes this impassioned speech and he just lets everybody else in the bullpen know look, this is why Michael fired me. There's really no good reason. He's just too embarrassed, blah, 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 blah. Michael tries to placate him with a, what is it, like gift certificate to Chili's? A coupon for... It's something for, for Chili's. Devin rips it up. Yeah, Devin rips it up. And then he like calls out the names of all the cool people in the office. You know who they are. And he, he names them and he's and like, I'm knows. going to poor Richard's join me and he's like everyone else screw you (laughs) yeah and i think everyone else was probably uh, only creed and michael and dwight or something probably angela too he like literally went through everybody's name else who was in the office even toby yeah i think Yeah. yeah and then everybody leaves and so they don't end up having their halloween party no halloween party um but then the episode ends. Michael's back at home in his condo on his couch. And you can tell he's just wiped from the day. But then the doorbell rings. And he goes to the door. Children. And the children. And he's just so happy to see the kids. And so it ends on that sweet note. Michael. Yeah, because is so we don't hate kids. Michael. No, yeah. no. And we see that foreshadowing of how much he wants to be a dad and enjoys children i know he wants those babies so that's halloween so happy office halloween to you yeah see you next time see you next time long live quibi or long lived quibi and goodbye